Bull City, Bull City, winner tennis. It's time for the CDC. All right, folks. That's right. It is CDC time. Was that a little March Madness? A little March Madness uh, theme song I wrote. Considering this a selection show of sorts? Absolutely. It is the CDC selection show, and we are not talking about the Center for Disease Control. Uh, They they have their hands full. They have their hands full right now. They don't need to be involved in this. Um, And I just want to say, as a league, Bull City is firmly anti-coronavirus. People are wondering. uh, uh, We are uh, 100% for the Dos Equis virus and against coronavirus. That's absolutely right. I don't often get a deadly virus, but when I do... I prefer Dos Equis, um, who's also our sponsor. So, okay, cross-divisional cup. I'm very excited about this, Ivan. We got a brand new format this year. Yep. In moments, in mere moments, you and I are going to be going back and forth, picking the 10 matchups that will define this year's Kluserling v. Lemoyne Derby, the cross-divisional cup, which is uh, an institution with tremendous history. Tremendous. I mean, it dates back, uh, well, the... uh, uh, the plaque on the on the trophy itself, which is called the Brass Spittoon, That's would right. tell you that it dates back to 1937. Its origins are actually uh, 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 much older than that. Um, but ultimately, I thought when when the Scarcliffe family uh, uh, closed the factory and their name was disgraced, and the city of Durham itself took up uh, uh, ownership of the Bull City Winter Tennis League. Mm -hmm. Um, They uh, used the exact same trophy, but just slapped a new new, uh, label on it. And a new year. And a new year. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, between, I think it was 1914 to 1937, the Brass Spittoon was uh, the trophy associated with the Scarcliffe family's Crosstown Derby or something like that. It pitted yeah, East, East Durham against West Durham. That's right. It, and it was uh, associated with a lot of violence at the time. I mean, this was a really spirited thing. And you're right. It was actually called the Scarcliffe Spittoon at that point. Oh. And, uh, and as it happened over time, the Scarcliffe family became extremely unpopular. Uh, Morton Scarcliffe III himself uh, famously had been blinded. Uh, playing in Bull City Winter Tennis during a riot at um, at the w- old Wild Oaks Wild courts, Oaks, yeah. so he himself, once his father died, he hated tennis. He said, "I don't want anything to do with this league." The Scarcliffe family no longer sponsors it, so the town takes it over. They hate the Scarcliffs. They completely rebrand. But even after they take over, there are you know riots galore. This is a really big thing in the history of Durham. Um, the history says socialist hooligans from the St. Teresa shanty towns at one point in the late 40s, set fire to several Gregson Street mansions uh, after an East Durham loss that was rife with controversy in some way. So yep. uh, at, a, at a certain point, my understanding, Ivan, is they had to get rid of the Crosstown format because it was just too uh, incendiary and inflammatory. Yeah, so so once the divisions got renamed uh, for the league greats, uh, LeMoyne and the less great Klusterling, <laughs> uh, uh, it became a LeMoyne versus uh, Klusterling cross-divisional cup yes now called the cross divisional cl- classic no it's the, it's the cup <laughs> it's the cup okay anything anything i've said previously in this <laughs> podcast should be ignored as non-canonical it's the cross divisional cup 
and, and to be clear, the spittoon is presented uh, not just to the team that wins, but to the individual player who clinches the title for his team. So cur- who, who holds the cup currently? So the last three years, in, in what we consider the modern era or the, the Ross Ryan era yeah. of Bull City Winter Tennis, Klusterling has won three times in a row. Mm-hmm. And the clinching matches, uh, in year one, it was Shane Ryan defeating Sam Berger uh, for the clinch. In year two... Those were sad days when, <laughs> when that was the marquee matchup. Hey, look, those were, that was a big match at Duke East Campus. A lot of people still talk about that match. Uh, so then year two, it was Paul Grebeck clark clinching, and I believe Sean McCormick was his opponent that year. Um, we'll have to go in the archives, but I, I think that's right. And then year three, it was uh, Darren DeWalt, who currently right. holds the brass spittoon. He does. And uh, Darren, if you're listening to this, we call on you to... Uh return the brass platoon by whatever means uh you can sometime before uh like next sunday is that right that's right yeah we'll have to get back yeah but before the 16th and and hey finally you'll be able to welcome your wife back into your marital bed and and uh, (laughs) clear clear this platoon out and in fact, I don't think Darren's looking forward to it, not because of his life, but he's been very attached to the brass yeah. platoon. Well, it, it, uh, uh, that, <laughs> le- <laughs> that harks back to some history that uh, is also on the Bull City uh, the Winter way, Tennis League uh, uh, website of, about uh, some shenanigans that have gone down with the brass platoon, including yes. uh, a player by the name, his last name was French. Who was it? Uh, that was probably Virgil French. Virgil French, who... What did he do exactly? So, okay. Uh, I'm just going to read this from the history here, because this is... What's our historian's name? Uh, 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 <laughs> fuck. Anyway, our, the, the historian who we value very much. Uh, so, okay. He, he writes... Eight, uh, it's Malone, right? H.P. Malone? That's right. H.P. Yeah. Malone Jr., I think. Yeah. So yeah. the format has changed. So the spittoon is presented to the player, as we said, who clinches the title for his team. But, you know, Scarcliffe, originally when he made this spittoon, which, by the way, is made from Pittsburgh brass and was fashioned by Leonidas Kroll, who is a very famous Durham silversmith. But anyway, he said when he made this trophy, the spittoon is to be treated with utmost dignity as one would handle a holy relic. Well... The history of it is very different, Uh, and H.P. Malone writes, As pertains to Scarcliffe's decree, the long history of the spittoon being treated with anything but dignity also began in the early days when Virgil French, who was a famous champion of Bull City, was captured in daguerreotype um, playing a lewd contemporary game called Catch the Jumping Mare with three local prostitutes, with the spittoon itself playing a crude and unmentionable role. Uh, French was actually banned from the League for Life, though he, he appealed the ban in 1921, and of course, as anyone knows, went on to win the championship in 1924. Um, it goes on. Do you want to read the next part? Catch the jumping mare. Catch the jumping mare. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, so then in the 30s, a uh, player by the name of Filthy Ross Catcheris. Am I saying that right? I had always assumed it was Kacharis. Kacharis. I I mean, you know, uh, one man's Jake's is another man's (laughs) Jacquez. So Filthy Ross admitted to using the spittoon as a chamber pot on nights when he was too intoxicated to stagger to the outhouse. Um, (laughs) This next one, arguably the most infamous. Uh, Yeah, so uh, uh, Soren Lund, a little known figure in the... uh, 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 lore of Bull City Winter Tennis, uh, took the trophy to Dallas uh, in November 1963 in the hope of promoting the league by securing a photograph with President John F. Kennedy. 
that included the spittoon. Uh, Lund was holding the trophy aloft less than 20 feet away from the presidential motorcade uh, when Kennedy was assassinated. Uh, and it's you can't see it in the Zapruder, Zapruder footage. You can see. But I, it, it, in some still photographs, it is visible. The, you see Sir Lund sort of <laughs> hopefully holding it up above the crowd. Yeah, it's actually rumored that a drop of Kennedy's blood uh, has stained the spittoon. And it, it, it can still be seen beneath the outer rim. So that's what Darren DeWalt uh, is holding. And by the way, one of these days we're going to get through one of these podcasts without mentioning someone's wife or girlfriend <laughs> or, or fiance. But anyway, so Darren's got that now. It's got JFK Jr.'s blood on it. So there's a real rich history there. Um, so J- JFK Jr. Oh, no. <laughs> the original JFK. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, um, he also met with an untimely demise, right? Yeah, there and, and the winner that year had gone to the airfield <laughs> when he was landing, and <laughs> yet again, a Kennedy's blood got on the spittoon. Oh boy! Yeah, it's tough. Um, Ted Kennedy actually swam in Chappaquiddick, oh, no. holding the spittoon. No. no. <laughs> Robert Kennedy's blood is on. Sir Han, Sir Han actually was holding the spittoon. All, all the dead Kennedys have figured prominently. The dead Kennedy. Including the band, the Dead Kennedys, the punk band. They were also murdered near the spittoon. So anyway, uh, here we are. Um, This is what we're playing for. Tradition, uh, history, and this year, some format changes, Ivan. Previously, we had said, okay, we're going first place, place, first place across divisions. Well, that led to some scheduling mishaps. We've had some bad weather. So this year, we said, we're going to figure out who wants to play. We have 10 people from Clusterling, 10 people from Lemoyne, and we're going to announce them in a second. But Ivan and I, in the tradition of the President's Cup, are going to go back and forth and set these matches. Uh, in a moment, we're going to flip a coin to see who picks first, and it's going to be sort of snake style. You'll see what we mean. And the other big rule change this year that I wanted to tell is, again, in honor of the Ryder Cup and President's Cup, in those golf matches, if the match is tied after 18 holes, it is considered a half, and each team receives half a point. So we're going to do the same thing. If there are split sets, the match ends right there. No more match tiebreakers. Each side gets a half. The only way you get a full point is by winning in straight sets. Um, Ten matches. uh, Clusterling, as the current cup holders, only need to secure a 5-5 draw in order to retain the brass platoon. So they need five points. I want to bring something up. Real All quick, right. real quick. Lemoyne, yeah, 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 yeah. Lemoyne needs five point five points. Yeah, we need five point. Okay, Lemoyne needs five point five. Clusterling needs five. So Shane, what happens if say like it just rains all week? Or I don't know, all the Clusterling players just refuse to play. Yeah, that if that were the case, um, it, there, it does depend on honor. Because if my Clusterling players all said I refuse to play, oh, no, it would end in a five-five draw. Bereft of honor, <laughs> it would end in a five-five draw. If we and won Clusterling one match, would retain the cup. Now, if you, on the other hand, won the first match and then refused and to then play the rest, you would win. That's true. So there's <laughs> there's a lot of honor at stake here. Uh, also, oh, the other thing we want to mention quickly, the other prize, the Brass Platoon is the famous one, but there's also something called a Nostro Rosso, which is Italian for red ribbon, that goes um, symbolizes the drawing of first blood and is awarded to the first player to win, to get a full point. Um, and that uh, has gone to myself, it's gone to Sam Berger, it's gone to Alex Soper, an old veteran in year one, so... Are we pretty much caught up? Ooh, I, I think that's about it. Now we just uh, we got to find a coin. We have to find a coin. Do you have one? I don't have a coin on me. Okay. <laughs> that is a problem. We're, uh, folks, the CDC is canceled. Um, 
Hey, can you keep them going? Oh, here. You announce the names of all the players on both teams, and I'll go get a coin. All right. Uh, here's your starting lineup for the Klusterling division. We have Juan Rojas, Sam Berger, Michael Hieronymus, Darren Dewalt, Chris Jakes, Parker Sheridan, Marion Wing, Kyle Arend, Chris Brown, and TJ Newton. And now the starting lineup for the soon-to-be first-time champion, Lemoyne Division. Eric Hall, David Bedore, Tanita Tadem Rongwinish, Ivan Ross, Aaron Kirschenfeld, Jonathan Black, Tyler Carroll, Michael Porneros, Sebastian Fangler, and Sean the Blazeman Blazer. And we also want to announce Chris Jakes will be the assistant captain for Klusterling. Sebastian Fangler will be the assistant captain for Lemoyne. And we've already had some spirited discussions. Now, Ivan, verify for the listeners that I have brought you a Canadian $2 coin. A loony? I believe they're called toonies. Oh, what's a loony? A loony is the $1 coin. Loony is a winner. I think. Um, All right. uh, Let's see. We got Regina. That uh, I believe is Queen Elizabeth II. 1996. Yeah, that's her profile. All right. Uh, so, so on the, on the are, are we considering head the uh, <laughs> imprint of the bear <laughs> or the imprint of Queen Elizabeth no. II? Queen Elizabeth is the bear, and the obverse is tails. The uh, is the bear. Okay, so uh, you heard it here. Shane said Queen Elizabeth is the bear. <laughs> nope, <laughs> not at all. This is just like the Iowa caucuses. <laughs> uh, okay, so do you want to call? I, well, here's the thing. I, I does whoever win the toss select first choose, or gets choose? to choose what they do? All right. Yep. Um, so I, 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 I'll flip it. You can call it. Yeah. Are you going to catch and flip or let it fall on the ground? I'm going to catch and flip. Don't look. What if I want to? <laughs> All right. So you're going to call bear or queen. All right. Uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> you ready? Yes. Here we go, folks. This is good radio. Bear. That's a bear. Yes. <laughs> I choose to go first. Are you kidding with this Canadian coin? Oh, that's fine. I didn't want to go first anyway. Well, there All you right, go. go we could have avoided the whole thing. <laughs> Look, this guy has been a stalwart of the league for two years. He plays his ass off, and he is the current holder of the brass platoon. There is nobody I have more faith in for the Klusterling fighting giants <laughs> than Mr. Darren DeWall, and I'm putting him in the one spot. Wow. Yep. Woo. Okay. Uh, and so if you haven't picked up on this already, folks, Ivan will now announce who plays Darren, and then he will announce his next person. That is a surprise, you know? Uh, who do I, I, I... I don't... Oh, my God. What is the history of these people having played each other? Okay, so Marion played David in week one. And defeated her. Um, <clears throat> all right, I'm looking at my dudes. All right, you know, it, last year's playoffs, I know Sean Blazer had a tough time against Darren. I have full faith in Blazer elsewhere, but I don't want to subject him to Interesting. the Dr. Doom again. Um, 
You you look as though you have something to say, Shane. No, I'm. I think it's an interesting. Yeah, Darren beat him. I think it's. I'd love the way you're considering this. I'm I'm, I'm just thinking through it. I, I'm, I'm a little bit distracted by the fact that there is a gigantic <laughs> bowl. There's a gigantic bowl sitting on the table with just a little bit of milk in the bottom, which suggests that Shane ate an, an entire box of cereal. Earlier. All our normal size bowls were in the dishwasher this morning. Oh, actually, yeah. Your uh, your wife was. Your wife ate her cereal out of some Tupperware <laughs> this morning. Yeah, that's where we're at. And by the way, back on the wife content. <laughs> all right, so Darren DeWalt is number one. You're you're absolutely on the clock, and I would say over the clock. All right, all right, all right. Uh, um, uh, Jonathan Black. Love it. Okay. <clears throat> uh, so next. Darren DeWalt, Jonathan Black, match one. How do I do an X out on spreadsheets? I'll figure it out. Keep going. Isn't it right next to the italics? Yes, it is. All right. All right. Uh, I am... Well, I've already invoked his name. Uh, I'm going Sean Blazer, spot number two. Love you, Blazy. Sean Blazer in the number two spot. So who do I want to respond with? So Sean... um, Let's see. Sean right now is... Sean took me to the limit. Sean finished in second place. No, Sean finished in third in Lemoyne South. We know what he can do. We know he's a great player. <sighs> I'm looking at these guys, but God, you know who is hot lately? You know who's really just been on fire? No, I'm not going to do that because they played in week one. I was going to put someone out there, but now I'm not. Oh, Kyle. Man. Yeah, I was going to put Kyle out, but I can't. Kyle, um, Kyle is on fire. You know... I got to go back to a guy oh God. who has won the Nostaroso, who plays with passion. This is somebody who I think is peaking at the end of the season. I'm putting Sam Berger against Sean Blazer. <clears throat> Sorry, Aaron. Aaron wanted to play Sam. Aaron wanted to play Sam. He wanted uh, revenge. Now... All right, this is a guy who has taken the league by storm. God, have wait, I'm sorry, have Sam and Sean played before? What is their history? Not this year. Okay, this is going to be good. Yeah, this is going to be good. All right, this is a guy who's taken the league by storm. He's inspired everybody. Yeah, a league that yeah, is yeah. famously suspicious of newcomers. He's won us all over. He hasn't lost a match this year. The only undefeated oh. player in Klusterling. I'm putting Parker Sheridan out there. I can't. I can't hold him back anymore. He's the number three spot. Deal with that. Okay. Um. <clears throat> this is dead air, but no, it's uh, good tension. It's good tension. This is, I, 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 I'm. Moment. The way Shane phrased that. Oh. You know, I came into this thinking that Parker was untouchable. But I also came in knowing I wasn't going to throw a single one of my players under the bus. All right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it might shock you, but I think the only right thing to do here Go undefeated against undefeated. Play into my very hands. Parker Sheridan shall be playing Ivan Ross, the two undefeated players in Bull City Winter Tennis. 
That is a courageous move. Or is it foolhardy? We will find out. I'm going to try my damnedest to get as close as I can to half a, half a point. Yeah, he's got to steal a set. Nobody's done it yet, but you never know. Uh, all right, so I am going to put out there... Uh, Aaron Kirschenfeld. All right. Now, I see your Aaron Kirschenfeld, and what I look at there is a guy who hits the ball hard, gets a little wild. He won't compromise the style, okay? He is somebody who I think I can put up a smart player, a player with championship credentials, a player who's won a state championship with USTA this year. I have full confidence that I am putting together a win, a straight sets win, when I place him against Mr. Kyle Arend. That's going to be a fascinating match. I don't think these two have ever met. They've certainly never played against each other. Yeah, I, I love that. And uh, speaking of winners, there's another guy who's undefeated in divisional play, a guy who came back, uh, came out this year and said, I lost Ivan Ross in the... Uh, Bracket of the Pipe Championship last year. Lost his week one match and then came and won six straight close matches to take his division. It was one of the most unbelievable whip runs I've ever seen. Folks, I'm not going to hold him back any longer. I'm putting TJ Newton out there. Porner Ross. <laughs> no hesitation. Michael Porner Ross, by the way, who... Nearly ended Ivan's undefeated season in his last match in a 7-6, 7-6 Both tie breaks uh, were 7-5. It was incredible. Yeah. All right, so TJ... Oh, but did I... I was down 1-5 in that match. All right. Ooh. Wow, way to throw your own teammate under the bus. <laughs> Are you calling him a choker on air? I'm absolutely not. I'm just uh, patting myself <laughs> on the back while suggesting that he can go on a run. Absolutely. Michael, I... Also lost from up 1-5 last year against Jonathan Black. So I know the feeling. Cool. I'm I'm looking at uh, the players left on the board here. First of all, can you cross out Ivan Ross? I'm left at the player, looking at the players left on the board here. And uh, you might feel good about 1 through 5. And I feel as though you do. I feel real good about 6 through 10. Well, let's see it. Oh, yeah, this is me. <laughs> That's your pick. Uh, do, 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 do. Um, yeah, David Badur. David Badur. Now, okay, so I'm at a point now where you've got... You had one more of the North players than I did. You, I think you ended up with six to my five. That's not true. Um, oh, it do was, we already have a North-South matchup here? Yeah, me versus Parker. Oh, okay. So at some point, we've got to reverse it. It was 5-5. Five, five. It was 5-5. Yeah. Five, five. Okay, so I, um, at some point, I've got to choose who I want to put Chris Brown against. And you know, Chris has played a lot of tough matches this year. Um, and he's he's given everyone a fight including tj newton yeah. who won his division so 
Who do I want to pick to put him against? Well, you've got all good players left, so there's not really a great choice here. But looking at the standings, you know, David Bedore, I think, is the lowest in the standings, even though he, too, has played everybody tough, but I think I have to do it now. I'm going to put Chris Brown up against David Bedore and say, Chris, fight your head off, get out there, do your best, and take a set. Chris Brown against David Bedore. Now. Now. Here's a guy up next. Here's a guy up next who has done his damnedest this year and has had a hell of a tough schedule. He's had to play Sheridan. He's had to play Jakes. He's had to play Marion Wing. He's got a victory over Juan Rojas recently, so he's in the playoffs. But this is a former champion. I feel incredibly good about in the number seven spot, Mr. Michael Hieronymus. Namesake of the Hieronymus Horn. That's right. The original, the OG champ. <clears throat> All right. Getting down to the nitty gritty here. So what do we got? All right. I want, I want him or her to face him or her. Um, yeah, Eric Hall. Good match. Very, very good match. I like that. Okay. Eric Hall versus Michael Hieronymus, number seven. Three left on each side. Who is your number eight, Mr. Ross? Um... Tanita. Tanita? See down wrong Wanish. All right, Tanita. Huh. Okay, here's what I know. I know that she and Chris Jakes have a long and storied history together. She beat Chris Jakes in the quarterfinals last year. Chris got his revenge in week one this year. I don't think we want to repeat too many matchups. I also know that of my people left. Marion Wing will refuse to play her. They've said that before. They're not going to play. So I think you forced my hand here. I think I've got to go with Juan Rojas against Tanita. Which leads us to number nine. Okay, I'm looking at it here. You know, I'm happy with however this goes at this point. So... Curious. That sounds like a defeated man. No, no, no. I'm happy with this because I've got Chris Jakes ready. Um, and so you're going to have to choose who you want to play Marion and who you choose to play Chris. So at this point, it doesn't really matter who I put out. The hey, ball is in your court. So we'll go. You know my putting Tanita out there, number eight, was a brilliant move. I dictate the last three. Well, you kind of dictate the last three, but I've got Chris Jakes in tow. So you don't really dictate because I've got one of the best players in league history. Yeah, but I dictate there. who he plays. Yeah, but you got Tyler and Sebastian left. One of them is one of them's gonna have to go up against the machine. I'll put Marion Wing out ninth and well I'll leave Chris in the anchor spot. Who uh who's got Marion? Uh, and I just want to say who whoever you pick to play Marion, the last person you're throwing under the bus against Chris Jakes. So, who, under so whoever you put at number you, 10, you're saying, I don't... Absolutely not. Whoever you're putting at number 10, which might be your assistant captain, you're telling him you don't think they can win. That's kind of rough. assistant captain again? Mr. Chris Jakes. Jakes, okay. Uh, well, you know what? Uh, <laughs> Marion Wing and Tyler Carroll met uh, in the very first match of the 20... 20- 
2018-2019 Bull City Winter Tennis League That's right. season. That's right. Uh, I, I remember capturing on cell phone video the very last point of that match. And I remember that. I think Tyler won that point. Uh, I'm going to go with Tyler Carroll. Tyler Carroll, which, go ahead, say the name. Co-captain Sebastian Fangler. And I will be meeting him with assistant captain Chris Jakes. Love it. I like that you promoted him to co-captain. I... <laughs> so let's let's review. In the number one spot, we've got Darren DeWalt of Clusling versus Jonathan Black of Lemoyne. We've got Sam Berger against Sean Blazer. Parker Sheridan playing Ivan Ross. Kyle Arend taking on Aaron Kirschenfeld. TJ Newton versus Michael Porner-Ross. Chris Brown versus David Bedore. Michael Hieronymus versus Eric Hall. Juan Rojas versus Tanita Tidam Rongwanish. Marion Wing versus Tyler Carroll. And finally, a Hall Rock special, Chris Jakes versus Sebastian Fangler. What do you think? God, this is fascinating. It makes me want to do it again. <laughs> no, I not because I'm not confident in 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 our no, matchups. No, it's, it's like a it's good just, it's like a it's, good fantasy draft. It's, yeah, it's yeah. it's fascinating. Uh, do you want? I mean, I did, some of these matchups are fascinating. Do you want to do any uh, prognostication or any further analysis? Yeah, let's go one by one I and just say a few words about them. All right. Uh, yeah, how are we doing on time? What time? Well, it's a half hour. Yeah, uh, we're fine. Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah we All got right. plenty of time. That went pretty. Pretty fast. Yeah. <laughs> Buckle up, guys. <laughs> Buckle up. We have three 40, hours left. <laughs> Just a tight, a tight six hours. A tight Just 60. One, uh, one showing of Shoah. Uh, all right. You want to go one by one? I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I, all right. All right. Let's, DeWalt, let's analyze them a little bit. Each De- one. DeWalt versus Black. I mean, both of those guys are tall. <laughs> yeah, they're both tall. I mean, Darren is. Uh, Darren uh, works for UNC, and Jonathan works for Duke. There you go. Oh yeah. Um, no, that that I feel like is a. It's going to be an incredibly tight match. I just think you can guarantee it. Now those two have to have played at some point last year, correct? You would think so. I, yeah. Can we look up the history? Yeah, I will. Um, <laughs> Which we should should have done already before drafting, but oh well. No, this will be quick. So looking back, I believe, if no, I'm I not mean, mistaken... For the, for the purposes of, of strategy. Oh, yeah, right, right. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, they played in the last, in the final divisional week last year. And uh, let's see. Yes, 6-2, wow. 10-4 to Darren. And I, I think, like, look, if you if you put a gun to my head and said pick the result now, I'm probably picking split sets there. If one of us gets a win, it's a big, that's big a, start. That's a big half point. A big, you, a yeah, big half point. Right, I shouldn't say right. start because these can go in any order. Yeah, that's true. Um, so yeah, that to me is like okay. We know Jonathan is a great backhand. We know Darren is ultra consistent and a great net player. They both play a ton of close matches, inclusively in Lemoyne. And I mean, looking at the standings this year, uh, Darren is in the playoffs at three and three. Jonathan's in the playoffs at four and two. Um, it's just a good matchup. It yeah. really is. I mean, I, I, I've I've never had the uh, displeasure of playing against Darren, but uh, Jonathan and I, I, Jonathan and I played earlier, and I know what he's capable of. I know Darren is a formidable opponent, and there, there's a reason why I I threw Jonathan out there against him. Uh, last year, I played Jonathan. As I said, uh, was up five one in the first set, lost that match. It was the only divisional match I lost on the way to winning the whip. But Darren's match. Crushed him in the first set, and then he came out and played unbelievable, and I felt like I could do nothing. 
took the second set, and then I beat him ten eight in a breaker. So, look, these guys are these guys are good. What are you gonna say? Yeah. All do right. You think, do you think if uh, if any of these uh, folks split sets, they'll be able to just shake hands and walk away? They're welcome to do whatever they want, but it goes yeah. down as a half point. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. If I won the second set in that scenario, I would shake hands Ooh. and walk away. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, a walk yeah, off. Yeah. You you got your half point and you feel you go away feeling probably a little bit better. All right, number two, Sam Berger v. Sean Blazer. What do you think? Uh, do they have a history? I mean, I. They, I'll look it up. If they did, it would be last year, but I don't. I just don't think they do. Yeah. Um, I wonder if they've ever played a friendly before. I mean. Uh, they're both fast. I feel you know. Uh, Sean actually has a two-handed backhand. Sean uh, 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 Sam relies on the slice. Sean hits with more topspin. Hits a heavier ball. Sam is flat with a, a very thin margin for error. Um, that I feel as though both of them can can run in uh, run uh, uh, contract a case of the double faulties every once in a while. Okay. Uh, athletic play boy that's another good one yeah it is it's um, on form I would have to give you the slight edge on this one but uh, we all know we've played Sam hundreds of times he's a tough player and uh, I just feel like yeah okay look at this I knew it they played in USTA last year Sean Blazer won 367610 wow Yep, I, I remember that match. So, all right, that's going to be another great one. What are you going to say? Another great one. Sam had a kid this year, so he may be a step behind, but he's starting to play some great tennis, and I, I love having him in that two spot. Uh, but all right, let's let's hope Sean's uh, mom gives him some more of that uh, Korean uh, energy drink that he brought when he played me. Uh, okay. Um, next, we have Parker Sheridan <laughs> for Simon Ross. I like that it's two undefeateds. I would say this is the most confident i feel of any match as well as you played this year i think parker's nigh untouchable i i i'm going into this assuming i have no chance i mean i it, it would be interesting to see how this uh selection process would have played out if i had put say a tyler carroll or a tanita uh against parker and in, instead of throwing myself out there now actually in in my team's uh spirited email thread earlier today eric hall was the one who stepped up and said uh that he wanted to volunteer his tribute against parker mm, um mm. And you he, didn't have he, confidence in even him, though huh? he got double big by parker earlier <laughs> in the year no but you know what i love eric hall against michael Hieronymus. i think you did a good thing as a captain here you put eric in a winnable in a winning situation what you want to do with every match. Eric's coming on strong. I am Eric's not saying that Eric could not take a set or two off Parker Sheridan. Yeah. Uh, I'm just saying that, you know, uh, uh, maybe hubris has something to do with this as well, because there, there was that email earlier in the season that floated the idea of my fixing the schedule to uh, <laughs> give myself only easy matches. <laughs> and uh, uh, I, I dare and say that, that's just ridiculous. Uh, Is that a pun? <laughs> you daren't say it. I daren't say it. Uh, uh, so, look, not only did I want to face someone from the North Division, I wanted to face the best of the best. And uh, if I only win two points, so be it. If I win fewer than that, oh, <laughs> Jesus. No, I like it. I like it a lot. It's um, 
look, it's two undefeated people. Uh, it's great. You last year came up just shy of an undefeated regular season record because of losing to Paul Cox. This year, I mean, this doesn't really count in your record technically, but you're putting yourself out there, and I respect it. You, <laughs> what I remember, I, I, I appreciate that. What I remember, uh, uh, Parker and I were on the same mixed doubles team that uh, – made it to the championship Mac match at sectionals in Little Rock, Arkansas. Was that Little Rock or Mobile? Whichever one. There are so Both many. terrific cities. <laughs> the best. <laughs> anyway, uh, Parker and, and his partner breezed through every single match. They didn't lose a set, didn't come close to losing a set. And in the championship match, it came down to my court, uh, and Parker got to watch most of it because, you know, they breezed through their match as quickly as they could. And uh, he saw uh, my partner and me fall 8-10 in a match breaker. Mm, mm. And uh, I imagine in that moment he um, uh, lost all respect for me. And <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I'm going to be fighting to earn that back. All right. Well, we've got that one. Next is a match I feel very good about. Aaron Christianfeld, my podcasting partner. If you're not listening to the Cameron Lazies, folks, get on it. Uh, what do you guys have to say about Coach K's rant? Uh, we we lambasted him. At least I did. Good. It was nonsense. What? A, it was ridiculous. What a doddering yeah fool. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, but Kyler Ren, look, I I saw him play uh, with you guys in sectionals. Technically, mm -hmm. my team. You know, I got a little medal, but but my uh, ACL was torn, and so I couldn't play. But you and Kyle partnered up, and you were you were just virtually unbeatable. You played great together. Kyle is an incredibly smart player. He is going to do to Aaron's brain what you do to, I think, to Aaron's brain when you play. Aaron's unbelievably skilled, hits the ball hard. I don't know if he's got the the tennis smarts, and I hope he's listening to this, to take on Kyle. Stop feeding that nonsense into my player's brain. Uh, Kyle Arend is a fantastic tennis player. Uh I wouldn't say that he's a consistent tennis player. I'd say he consistently uh, uh, hits off of his back foot, and he knows it because I had to remind him all the time when we were partners. Um, <laughs> he's uh, he's all so. I mean, this is also New Jersey in Kirschenfeld versus Wisconsin in Kyle. I think Kyle's too nice to win a majority of his tennis matches. See, I like how in our analysis, I got inside Aaron's head and you just pissed off my guy. <laughs> Look, Aaron, like, I, I like Aaron and he's a good player and a good guy. I just know he's going to get a lead and then something's going to go wrong and he's going to implode. I know Aaron Kirschenfeld. I don't know. I, I, <laughs> Kyle, Kyle, Kyle's going to schedule this match and then all of a sudden... Um, yeah, erase that. Uh, then all of a sudden, uh, 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 he's gonna hear that Aaron Rodgers is being interviewed on like Entertainment Tonight or something, and be like, "Ah, uh, 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 I have to go home." Yeah, they do have him on that show quite a bit. <laughs> well, I mean, he's an entertainer. Those commercials, he is. Cool. Yeah, discount um, double check. All right, what about uh, uh, T.J. Michael? You scoffed at what? At T.J. versus Michael? I didn't scoff. Check the tape. Well, I, I think TJ Michael's a great player. I love look TJ proved himself to be a winner this year, okay. And I love having him out against anybody. I certainly don't think it's going to be easy. That's going to be a difficult match for TJ. Michael's very skilled, but I'm confident in my guy. That's all, right. all I can say. Fair enough. All I know is that uh, Michael is the very last player that I played, and uh, if he didn't get to double digit aces, he came damn close, and he's going to do it again. 
All right, we got Chris Brown versus David Bedore. This is the other North South match. Um, look, Chris is going to have his work cut out for him. Let's, I mean, Chris is a tough guy and he's been a great addition to the league. David Bedore is a good player. He'll probably seduce him into playing on Chapel Hill Country Club. Uh, <laughs> that's right. I said seduce. Deal with it. Um, so, Chris, play on hard courts, first of all. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to insist uh, as a captain. But, no, look, if Chris goes out there and takes a set, let me put it this way. Chris is a fighter. If he goes out there and takes a set, David's going to just leave disappointed. Uh, there's a lot of pressure on David Bedore in a match like that, whereas Chris Brown has absolutely nothing to lose. I do not envy David Bedore. Yeah, hey, look, the last time I saw Chris Brown play singles, it was against uh, a well-known superstar, Victor Talbert, who went undefeated at 3-5 States last spring. It was in a world team uh, matchup, and Chris took it down to the wire, ended up losing 6-8. He's clearly capable of of, uh, of uh, putting up a good fight against uh, a good opponent. Uh, David Bedour is better than Victor Talbert. Well, I just think it's tough to be put like David in a position like that. And I think you've kind of hung him out to dry. It's a, a, a no-win situation. If he wins, he was supposed to. Nobody remarks on it. If he loses, it goes down in history. So, hey, that's on David, you know. I, I, can't, I can't. I'm not the captain, David. I, I didn't put you in that position. Chris, I just. Neither did I. <laughs> I. I said David, and then you said Chris. You seem to be getting emotional. I don't know. <laughs> Are there? Am I sensing risks in the team? Anyway, let's move on to Michael Hieronymus versus Eric Hall. One of the best matches, I think, of the uh, yeah. of the ten. Uh, what do we? I mean, Eric's great. Michael's great. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Eric, Eric should walk away with it pretty easily. You're, <laughs> you're absolutely right. Now, Juan Rojas versus Tanita. <laughs> no fight. No fight. No, no. Michael. Michael is. Michael plays everybody tough. He's been playing in the toughest division of all. I think he's going to win. I, that's all I have to say. I've got complete confidence in Michael. Um, Juan Rojas versus Tanita. I will say this is the one time when you successfully forced my hand, um, and because I couldn't put, pick my last two people against her because they wouldn't. One had been too played too often. One wouldn't play. So we got Juan versus Tanita. You could have you put a put could have put Chris. Out I could have put Chris, but I, I like I, I like having Chris against Sebastian. I think it's a good matchup yeah. for us. Um, Juan joined the league late. He valiantly filled in. He's going to be in the playoffs. Um, Tanita, we all know her her deal. She can beat anybody, uh, although she's one in four this year. What do you think of that one? Um, I don't really know Juan's game well enough, but I do remember uh, Michael Hieronymus' write-up of his last match against Juan where he said, as per usual, Juan co uh, complained about how defensively I was playing and how loopy my balls were and everything. That suggests that Juan hits a hard ball. and He does. He does. Oh, that uh, feeds right into Tanita's game. Tanita, as we know, is a slow power player. Ooh, I just got invited for a job interview. Nice. Good for you. Uh, <laughs> that was a joke about Tanita. The next one is a good one to have. Wait, what? I, I didn't even hear I said she's said. a slow power player, which is a joke. Slow power She's player. a fast, like, consistency player. I was making a joke oh, about gotcha. her style of play. Uh, next, we have Marion Wing, Tyler Carroll, which is good. Their availability will both be limited. This match may not be played. If it is, I think it'll be a good one. Yep. And then, oh, the uh, cream of the crop here. Jason Fangler. Jakes and Fangler. All I can say is I think it's going to be a straight setter. He, uh, there's nobody more passionate for Klusterling than the Klusterling butcher himself, Chris Jakes. I love, I love what he brings to the table. I love his talent. I love his passion. I love his energy. Sebastian, good friend, a tricky player. I think he's out of his element here. 
Uh, here's what I think is going to happen. Just <laughs> as uh, uh, <laughs> this is going to play out the way World War II played out. All right. We got a French name from a presumably non-French person, Chris Jakes, uh, and a, uh, a, a decidedly German individual named Sebastian Fingler. You do know how that war ended, don't you? <laughs> That's This is how it's going to play out, all right? Uh, Sebastian is going to uh, tear down the Eiffel Tower in the first set. <laughs> As the Germans famously did. <laughs> As the Germans famously, yeah, they rebuilt it in, in Las Vegas, right? Uh, and then in the second set, Chris is going to uh, just be like, no, come on, can't you guys leave? And Sebastian's going to be like, all right, fine, you can win the second set. And they'll shake hands and that'll be it. <laughs> the perfect parallel of World War II, exactly how it played out. Uh, all right. Well, there we go, Ivan. That's 45 minutes. We both got to like pick up our kids and live the dad life. So anything else you want to say before we call it quits? Uh, I, 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 Lemoyne, I want you to know that uh, I believe this more than I believe anything else ever. Klusterling sucks. And we're gonna get it done this year. And I'll just we're say, gonna go to New Hampshire. We're gonna go to <laughs> South Carolina. Yeah! <laughs> Excellent, boy. Where's Howard Dean when you need him? All right, uh, that's it, folks. Clusterling. I'm not gonna say anything. My pep talk is coming later. You all know your winners. You don't need to hear it publicly. We'll talk. Um, Shane Ryan, Ivan Ross. Thank you all if you've listened this long, and uh, I can't wait for the CDC to kick off. Bull City, Winter Tennis League, do 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 do, BC Double, bye 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 bye. Oh, it's mind-boggling tennis. This is the league.